0: Target and Walmart are two companies that seem to be succeeding in the era of Amazon. They're retailers, but are they fixed or variable cost dominant organizations? If we understand that, we might understand what their keys to success are. Buckle up because this is an interesting one. We're going to jump into the financials and the future of Target and Walmart. Two of the world's largest retailers are Target Corporation and Walmart. And in the U.S. in particular, they represent a big part of the general retail sales. During coronavirus, they've been some of the essential retailers that have been able to remain open, but that's not the source of their success. In this episode, we're going to talk about some of the differences in their business models, whether or not they're actually even in the same business at all, and whether they're competitors or complements or really how they fit together inside the space. And finally, we're going to take a look at their financials to understand what makes each business what it is and what makes each business likely or not likely to be successful going forward. This is Retail Wars, Target versus Walmart. Let's dive in. In our experience today, we've seen a lot of history behind these two great corporations. Walmart, of course, one of the longest-standing retailers in the U.S., founded in 1962, and it also operates and owns the Sam's Club retail warehouses. Um, As of this year, early 2020, Walmart has over 11,500 stores. It also operates not just in the U.S., but in 27 different countries, under 56 different names. So Walmart Corp is more than just Walmart. Um, In fact, there are a lot of places where you wouldn't even know necessarily what it's called. Uh, Walmart is the world's largest company by revenue at over $500 billion um, in revenue, especially in 2019. In addition, um, they have over 2.2 million employees. So in the world, they are the largest private employer. And again, these numbers are all big, but you can be really big and not actually take any money home at the end of the day. So in just a minute, we're going to talk a little bit about their history and their business model and how it's been very much the same ever since the beginning. There's another player on the block, Target Corp, and Target Corp is also pretty interesting to look at. Target, unlike Walmart, didn't start as Target. It actually started in 1902 and is the source of a number of roll-ups of different organizations over time. Target is also managed out of Minneapolis, and uh, that has shaped some of its culture over time. Target has a much smaller footprint overall than Walmart, Uh, only 1,868 stores in 2019. So comparatively, the scale, only eighth largest in the U.S., and just a fraction of the stores seem really different. So that brings up the question, are these businesses in the same business? And if so, how do they compare? And if not, what what makes them different? So we'll use our strategy simplified framework to take a look at this. What kind of businesses are there in Strategy Simplified? We really break them down to just two. There are fixed cost businesses and variable cost businesses. And when I asked people, the split between the two of these, as I mentioned, it was almost 50-50. So what's the difference between a variable cost and a fixed cost business? Well, most businesses have both, and these are tremendous representations of businesses that have both. So you have store operations, physical stores, where you have leases or ownership in the store, and you also have employees that you pay to show up and work in the store, whether you know that one person or 7,000 people are going to come through the store in that day. So you have a very fixed cost base in your retail, but you have another component on your list of everything that you are buying, and that is the products themselves. So when we think about this, I'll give you a second to just think about which one you think is bigger, the products that they buy, or the overall fixed cost that it takes to operate the business. And if you said that you think the products that they buy are actually a bigger part of the cost, you're right in this situation. Both Target and Walmart are variable cost businesses. Now, what do you need to be successful in a variable cost business? There are two elements that drive success. One or both are incredibly important. The first is the ability to price at a premium. The second is the ability to negotiate aggressively and manage costs with your suppliers. Now, here is where it gets super interesting. Walmart and Target both are successful in this space, but they predominantly focus on a different part of that value creation. Walmart, as the largest and the most consolidated retailer in the world, is also famous for its incredibly aggressive negotiations with suppliers. For a supplier, a little supplier that's looking at expanding to the world, getting into Walmart is a dream come true. The volume and the scale that you can sell at with Walmart is almost unimaginable in any other platform. And Target itself also doesn't come close. But be prepared if you're going to go into a negotiation with Walmart that they will want the absolute minimum price that you can give and they're going to sell it at a markup. So even if Walmart's prices are lower than anywhere else or comparable to other places, their margin on each individual product is healthy because of this aggressive supplier negotiation that they have. And it's not aggressive in a mean way. It's aggressive in a smart, we have scale, we're going to leverage it kind of way. Let's look at Target, however. Target, in contrast, is really great at driving a premium basket amount and a premium profit per unit for people that are going through the store. So Target is not as concerned about rock bottom prices. They focus on experience and on driving people when you walk into a Target to walk out with things that you didn't imagine that you would walk out with. So they have a section right at the beginning of food and $1 items, all of those incredibly high margin. They have clothes that are sold at a higher premium than at Walmart. They have products in their bathware section that are affiliated with different brands. All of those are driving margin through, driving higher price, higher basket purchases per each person. If you go into a Walmart and a Target, you're not going to see the same volume of people checking out. They're going to be fewer at Target. But each one of them, on average, will be spending more and making more for Target than an individual would at Walmart, which is a part of what drives their variable cost success. Both of them, as variable cost businesses, have to make enough. In their profit to pay back the fixed costs. But for these two retailers, we've seen some great success at doing that. And we can take a look at their financials to confirm it. So let's look at Walmart first. Walmart uh, is a business. And after I actually took a look at this, I became interested in becoming an investor in Walmart, which may be one of your interests at some point. We look at it in two ways. We first start by looking at revenue and we take the percentage of revenue that is a variable cost. And if that's above 50%, we can be pretty darn sure that it's a variable cost business. If it's below, we still then have to look at the percentage of cost. Um, So when we look at this, uh, the revenue for the fiscal year ending January 31st, 2020, 519 billion, actually about $520 billion. Um, In addition, they have some membership income from their Sam's Club stores, which is about $4 billion. So in total, about $524 billion. Um, but then, when we look at what the expenses are, cost of sales, which is going to be the primary thing that represents the product, the inventory that they buy and hold, that's 395 billion of it. So you see that over 50% of the revenues are already going to be going toward the variable cost of the business, and because of that, um, then we can see that they have, uh, first of all, actually pretty good margins that they're selling on that about 24% margin. So every time you buy something at Walmart. uh, not each individual product, but a general basket of items, you're contributing 24% of that back to Walmart in terms of profit, which they then turn around and they spend on other things. They have operating, selling, general, and administrative costs. But as a total, that's only about $109 billion, so almost a quarter of what their variable costs are. Um, If you're thinking about managing at Walmart, which one is a more important management role? Managing the negotiations with suppliers or managing the or operations. Both are incredibly important in terms of ultimate profitability, but you'll see a pretty big emphasis because of this variable cost nature of the business on uh, internally, on management and on internal power on actually negotiating on the um, supplier side. Let's take a look at Target, just in contrast, so that we can understand a little bit about them. And when we take a look at the 2019 financials for Target, the scale at Target is nowhere near what it is at Walmart. But interestingly, it's actually not as tiny as you would imagine in terms of the scale difference. Um, we have all, about $78 billion for Targets globally. And their operating income is is on that actually, interestingly, very fairly healthy. So when we go through and we take a look at the financial information inside the reports, um, we look at their sales. So again, I said, you know, $77 billion in terms of sales. They have a little bit of other revenue, not quite a billion dollars. So we'll call it 78 total billion dollars. Um, And then their cost of sales on that, guess what? Over 50%, uh, 55 billion of that 78 billion in total is cost of sales. they have only about 16 billion in selling general administrative, and so their operating income is pretty healthy. And again, uh, where we could dive into a lot more metrics where we look at their sales per square foot and their profit per item, but we do see that overall. Um, Target actually has driven profit on a much smaller scale through, of course, they're negotiating with suppliers. If you're selling in Target, you're not going to go through a thing where they just say, like, we'll pay whatever you ask us. Um, There is a scale element to what they do, but their emphasis is going to be on really driving product and merchandising in the store that drives that top line differential where they're driving profit that way. Now, ultimately, in the future, how is this going to work? Will both of these businesses remain successful? Well, because they don't necessarily compete for the same target populations, and I mean target in a very facetious way there, uh, because they're not using the same populations, people that shop at Walmart don't always also shop at Target and vice versa. There is some natural differentiation in their customer base. For a customer like me, who goes to both places, it's not differentiated. So they're interested in making sure that I don't just come to one or the other store for the low margin items and if I do they might try to make it over time a little more unappealing for a customer segment to do that so right now I do a lot of my grocery shopping through the Walmart app groceries in general have been kind of a low margin business a loss leader for other things like clothing inside of Walmart so they're interested in expanding that which they just did about 10 days ago so that when I go onto the Walmart app and I'm buying groceries, I start to buy other things from them. At Target, I'm a drive-up customer for the most part. And I buy things like diapers and I buy things like my normal household goods, but I don't buy groceries there. What they're interested in is making sure that I'm merchandised too for other things. So I just bought a cheesecloth, for example, at Target. And that was, I'm sure, a very high margin product for them. So ultimately, both of the stores with their customer bases are looking to continually analyze and make sure that their focus is met inside those organizations. I think that we can see some great success of these organizations going forward. Many of them are selling things that you don't want to wait a couple of days on Amazon to get. Uh, They're selling merchandise that also is something that you wouldn't necessarily be just buying for a specific brand or based on reviews. But Target has really differentiated itself in the Amazon world as a business that focuses on beauty and on this merchandising experience that's really not replicable from Amazon. And Walmart is just like if you want to get a lot of stuff and you want to get it cheap and you want to get all the stuff that you want and not worry about it coming from 17 different suppliers and maybe somebody stocking out or having other issues like Amazon, Walmart's the place to go. So both of them have a place in the retail world of the future. And I think both of them are poised to be quite successful. We hope that you enjoyed this case study looking at Target and Walmart, understanding their business models. And we'd love for you to follow along on our journey as we look at more and more companies like this, both on our podcast, Strategy Simplified, and in addition on YouTube. Thanks so much for joining.